0: Welcome to Go Get Great, the podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs and ambitious small business owners. I'm your host, Brittany, owner of Brittany Miller Socials and mother of three. Go Get Great is all about helping you make life and business work together. You'll learn about the fumbles that helped get me and my guests to where we are today so you don't have to make them. So come join the journey with Go Get Great. All right, so welcome back to another episode of the Go Get Great podcast. I have guest Courtney here. Courtney's been on the show a few times, but I'm still gonna have her introduce herself in case this is your first time tuning in to one of our episodes together. That's fair, I always forget about the (laughs) intro. Um, So I am Courtney from Nyama Love.
1: So I am a Reiki master practitioner, Ohana generational healer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and then I run workshops and stuff like that around the area and online. So all of my services are available both online and in person. And yeah, that's kind
0: of the kind of the gist of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: Courtney is located in St. Thomas for anyone that is looking for local services. Um, yeah. So we have chatted several times actually. About a whole bunch of different topics. It was like we talked about journaling and manifesting. What else have we talked about? Yes, we. Ta- oh my goodness, we talked about. We went deep too. Like we had a really good conversation about
1: like how those tough moments really help build resilience for you know overcoming obstacles and empowering yourself. Like I remember having that deep conversation too. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I enjoyed. I remember that talking one. about yeah, tower yeah. moments. Yeah, tower yeah. moments for sure. Um, yeah. And we talked a little bit about like generational healing
0: and, you know, our inner child, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Just touch base on it. I think a little bit. Yeah. 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 So if you haven't listened to those episodes, I will link them in the show notes for you. Definitely recommend some of my highest listened to episodes actually. So they're really good. Uh, but today we thought we would have a fun conversation about your chakras and how that can relate to things going on in your personal life, but also in your business. Again, I'm not an expert at this, but Courtney, could you start by explaining what a chakra is for those of us that are not?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes this is the fun part. I kind of forget that, like, I'll talk about, like, ooh, that's really root chakra. And people will be like, what did you just say? (laughs) Like, yeah, I guess it's not, like, it's not common knowledge, right? So, um, so sometimes you'd probably hear the term, like, if you go to a yoga class, someone might mention a chakra, or if you've done a meditation, sometimes they talk about chakras, but chakras are essentially, um, they are identified as energy centers within the body. Um, And these energy centers are associated with physical aspects of your body. So your organs, as well as emotional aspects as well. So it's really interesting. So if you're experiencing physical pain, there's usually an emotion that's a tied to that, that's tied to that physical pain hmm. that is either um, promoting the pain or supporting it and releasing it as well. So it's really interesting when you start kind of tuning into how everything's all related. So it kind of goes back to the the physical body, the mental body, and the energetic body kind of aspects. So the mind, body,
0: soul—you um, know—trifecta, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So. I have questions upon questions, but I know that there's a lot of different chakras, obviously. So can we start by talking about kind of each one and how they correspond to different things? Yes, definitely. So there
1: are, there's seven main ones within the body, within traditional um, uh, uh, practices that are, you know, within Reiki and within yoga that are typically studied. So the first one um, is known as the root chakra. It's at the base of your tailbone. Okay. Um, It identifies with the color red as well as um, it relates to the earth element. Um, and it also relates to like your reproductive organs and it supports like your legs and your knees and your connection to the earth and the physical world around you. Okay. It's a really interesting one. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that one (laughs) because that one is really, it's a really kind of underrated. And a lot of people have a really interesting relationship with that particular chakra, Mm -hmm. um, just because it is a very physical chakra. It's your sense of self. And like your relationship with your physical self and the physical world around you. So it's really interesting.
0: Okay. For sure. Definitely. So what sort of symptoms would you feel in your body if you're having blockages with your root chakra? Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. That's a really good question. So with the root
1: chakra, there are physical and emotional um, uh, from kind of feelings, sensations, experiences that you'll have. So with your root chakra, it's more so associated with fear, Mm. um, a little bit of insecurity, but more so being afraid of what's coming next. Um, uh, also a little bit of like anger. The one thing with emotions too, is. Sometimes they end up appearing in more than one chakra. Oh. Yeah. So, but on a physical sense, it's more so reproductive related. So like your hip flexors as well, um, if you have lower back pain or anything like that, that will usually manifest through the root chakra as well.
0: So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of my problems are usually related in my root chakra then. Oh, and fun fun fact
1: too. The lower chakras Mm -hmm. are usually the ones that are associated. And this is going to be fun because I know this is a hot topic for a lot of people. The lower chakras are usually the chakras that are associated with our, um, so our physical world, but also our abundance and our prosperity. Oh, Yeah, that explains a lot. Right? (laughs) I know. For me too. I'm like, oh, come on. (laughs) Right. This again. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So, okay.
0: Yeah. So that's like root chakra energy. Yeah. Okay. So root chakra down base of your spine. Yep. And then what comes next? Uh, what comes next is your sacral chakra. So that's also,
1: um, that is also, uh, reproductive related, but this one's more so, um, there's like the feminine energy associated with Mm -hmm. that one. So like your uterine energy, um, your ovaries, but it also gets into the intestine as well. Um, So basically you can, that the area that it's located in, if you're feeling pain in that area, that's the chakra center that you're typically dealing with. Um, but the, the sacral chakra is really interesting too. It has the, it's associated with the element of water. So like, it's a very em- emotional energy. Mm. Um, so that's a lot of our, it's a lot of our creative energy too. So, um, there was a cool quote from a uh, book from Joe Dispenza. So, um, emotions can also be referred to as energy in motion. So mm. it's like that when I picture that, I kind of picture water and like how water flows. And usually if you have like a dream about water, it's usually some kind of an emotional based, um, dream. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So it kind of like, it's all interesting how it all kind of connects a little bit in a way, but yeah, definitely. So the, that's the sacral chakra. So it's very, yes, very emotional based, very, um, creative based as well. So if you're feeling any suppression of your emotions or feeling any um, creative blocks, that's usually where that
0: energy will kind of hang out for sure. Okay. Because in business as a creative myself, I experienced that a lot. So what can we do to help remove those creative blocks?
1: Ooh, this is a really good question. This is kind of, there's many things, so many things. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yes, So many things. Um, a lot of it will be, so for me personally, one thing I do is like, I eat a certain fruit Oh. I eat a certain, actually I eat a certain vegetable. There's like, um, I eat uh, sweet potato yams, for example. Okay. Um, they also have like, they help support homo- hormonal balance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're orange mm-hmm. and that's the color of the sacral chakra. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and it's, it's not like that for everything. Like not all colored foods are specifically associated with the colored chakra, mm-hmm. but in some circumstances they are, um, or you may connect with them in that way. In my case, I connect with it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so eating certain foods. Um, one thing I'm really getting into lately, and I, I'm sorry, I won't go into it too much because <laughs> it's like a whole other tangent. Um, a friend of mine who's an herbalist, she's into Ayurvedic principles. So there's like different elemental aspects that we may be more prominent in than others. Oh. Um, so from a dietary standpoint, you can be more supportive of, say, for example, if you have, it's called kapha, have more of a A watery energy, then you can eat certain foods or have certain herbs that support that. So, Hmm. um, so there's that aspect, there's energetic practices. So like there's certain yoga poses as well that definitely support, um, the release of energy. So it's kind of like, it's like stretching. I know, um, from a physical sense, a lot of people sometimes skip the stretching or like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I'm not getting exercise doing yoga. I'm just moving my body. Sometimes it's kind of like the feeling that you get. And I can relate to that because I personally had that as well. Um, but then once you start to connect with the motions that you're doing with the breath, you feel the release of the energy that you just built up after doing the exercise too. So you're allowing that, um, uh, like just your blood to flow throughout your body as well and get more mm-hmm. oxygen to the areas of your body that you need to. So, um definitely certain poses in yoga. Um there's also again, Reiki will always support that as well. Um and then there's different different practices for everything, right? Like journaling, we've talked about mm-hmm. that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but say for example, if you're wanting to create cre- sorry, connect with your creative energy, it's one of those age-old things of like, well, do something that you know is creative (laughs) that you enjoy. Right. And it may not be related to your work or your job or, um, or you, your entrepreneurial business. It might just be like, I know I enjoy coloring or I know I enjoy painting or I know I enjoy quilting. Mm -hmm. Um, something like that. Right. For sure. So, and there are other ways to be creative too, but for that particular, um, uh, chakra, that's, that's definitely, definitely what I would, uh, some of the things I would recommend for sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely.
0: I like that. Yeah. So
1: root sacral. Yep. Solar plexus. Solar plexus. Solar plexus. Is this one yellow? Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) You've gathered the pattern pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know what? And it's true too, because I absolutely love that it's so simple because when you start to really... Oh, I'll go into it more after. But when you start to kind of see the pattern and the colors and in the feelings and the emotions too, it
0: kind of starts to make sense a lot Mm easier, like a lot quicker too. Um, So it's like an inverse rainbow then, right? Yes. Red at the bottom. Okay. Yep. And purple at the top for sure. Which makes sense now that you said that. I didn't. That wasn't actually the connection I made. But solar to me is sun, which to me is yellow. (laughs) Exactly right. And that's exactly it. Which I think is perfect because you totally picked
1: up on. It's it's your energy center that is. The, your solar plexus it is your um it is your power center okay so it is your it is this the um the center in your body where you have your confidence your joy your um yeah like yes your connection to the outside world but how you act in that out in that mm-hmm. outside world so the action that you take in the outside world in order to manifest what you want to manifest or whatever your, say for example, if you're experiencing any blockages or heavy emotions, your solar plexus can help you act out those emotions or, um, uh, yeah, to process them. So that's, so the solar plexus, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, you're right. Nail on the head. Definitely. It's like that solar energy within yourself.
0: Okay. Yeah, definitely. So what sort of physical components would be associated
1: with that if we have blocks? That's a good question. Um, that's like your gallbladder, liver area. Okay. Um, your diaphragm, anything kind of like just below your diaphragm. Um, kind of like your yeah, your stomach, upper intestine, all that kind of stuff. So usually if people have any kind of um, intestinal issues, usually it'll be like either mainly solar plexus based Mm -hmm. um with a little bit of like a sacral base as well but typically it
0: hangs out in the in the solar
1: plexus area yeah for sure
0: okay yeah definitely. definitely yeah like i feel like a lot of i don't want to say a lot of people but some people i know struggle with digestion and like i almost wonder whether some of the allergies that i have like dairy intolerance is that associated with that or is that kind of two separate things
1: oh that's a really good question so I have to think, so, ooh, it's a really good question because if you think about food, all food has different energies too. Mm. Um. So going back to like, going back to like that Ayurvedic aspect, right? So all food has energies. So it might be that that particular food has a certain energy right now that might either be um, too... Like overstimulated Mm. or already within your body, Um, and this is just from an energetic standpoint because there's so many like physical aspects that oh my gosh I I could (laughs) not even that's yeah totally beyond my my scope at this Mm -hmm. particular point but um, yeah from an energetic standpoint it's usually also your relationship with that particular food too Um, because I've noticed after doing like that elimination diet and everything like that, incorporating Mm -hmm. certain foods at certain times does work. Mm. And I don't get this crazy reaction. So it's starting to really understand, okay, like energetically, my, my energy also has an impact on how my body processes that food. So like, if we're eating so so, interesting, yeah, like, it's really interesting that like, and just very recently too, I've been really kind of like diving into it a little more, um, because like bread was a total, like no bueno for me. Oh wow. Yeah. And then, but now I have like, so I go to like the sourdough breads and like all that kind of stuff because, um, a friend of mine mentioned that the gluten is actually part- partially digested by the, um, uh, uh, for fermentation process in the sourdough.
0: Okay. So it
1: makes it a less, um, gluten uh, based in your, I guess like that's not the proper term, but you know what I mean? Like it's a little bit more fermented and already processed before yeah. you even eat it. So, um, so then I think, but the thing is though, is I think the process of being okay with that mm. really is actually what made me okay with eating it <laughs> versus like, oh my gosh, it's bread. I just can't, you know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So it, it becomes more so about like, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm,
0: I'm, I still, dairy, and I are still like, I don't know yet. <laughs> We're still on this, like it's kind of how I feel about it. Some yeah. days I'm okay. And other days it's like an immediate, that was not a good idea. Right. <laughs> I hear you a hundred percent. Yeah. Definitely. I'm finding that too. Yeah.
1: Yep. For sure. And you can almost sense it too. You're like, I know I shouldn't have this right now or be like, Oh, I'm
0: okay. Okay. maybe that's why sometimes yep. I have the reaction to it. Cause I go into the process with that energy and that mentality of you probably shouldn't do this. Right.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's like, yeah. Your intuition saying this isn't what your body needs right now in a way. Yeah, for sure. Which is mm-hmm. so tough because it's like, but I really, really want that like comfort of that. Right. So it's kind of, yeah, it's like that whole understanding the balance between comfort and, and from a place of, oh, getting into it. Okay. So over, so comfort from a place of comforting your ego because you know that it gives you that familiar feeling Mm. or having it because you have that relationship with it that you know your body needs that at that particular time or that having that relationship with it to be like, okay, I'm ready to have a piece of bread or I'm ready to have Mm -hmm. a little bit of butter with a piece of bread and Mm -hmm. it's going to be okay because I know I'm going to eat XYZ after and
0: whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like that's something that I, well, I hadn't really noticed until literally this afternoon, but I came back from the doctors, one of my OB appointments and they're like, you haven't gained any weight. And they're like, you're 14 weeks into your pregnancy. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm cool with that. (laughs) Like, that's great. But then he's like, so like, what are you doing? Like last time when I was pregnant with rat, I was very active. I was working out, you know, five to seven days a week. And then I was really, I don't want to say watching what I I was eating because I wasn't on a diet, but I was very conscious of making sure that I got enough water and vegetables. And this time I have just been so exhausted. Like I sleep for 12 hours at night a workout is not happening. Haven't done anything like that. And I noticed that I'm eating a lot more like starches, like potatoes and, and things like that. So they're more filling, but I was like totally different than the last pregnancy, same outcome, no weight gain, but like also how has that happened when, you know, I'm not moving and I'm eating not as well as I should be. So like part of it was also, you know, accepting, you know, whatever happens happens when I eat this potato. yep. But maybe also part of it is, you know, my body is just like, okay, with this new state that I'm in, I'm very much in a rest and relax and like, take a step back, this pregnancy has really been focusing on that for me in my personal life and my business, uh, which has been really hard for me, because I am very much in a season of perpetual harvest all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I need to be doing that in my business. So it's been, yeah, it's been a very interesting 14 weeks. (laughs) <laughs> that is amazing because
1: we will hold weight around our solar plexus and sacral oh. if it's unbalanced okay so your relationship with you know your your like your relationship with the energy of doing all the time mm-hmm. has shifted and you've released a lot of that mm. need to have to do something and need to have to be in harvest season. And you've you've kind of been open to and accepting of what is is and mm. I'm going to run with it. So that honestly might be okay. why for sure, because I've, I've noticed that as well. Because I was the same way. Also, Mm. you did work out a little bit before, so you may have like that muscle still built in. That's possible. But nonetheless, (laughs) I think it's more along the lines of energetic, like energetic acceptance of, Mm. you know what I mean? Slowing down and in your space and in your energy and letting what needs to happen be. And it's just because it lowers your cortisol levels as well, right? Mm, mm -hmm. It reduces your fight or flight. Your body doesn't need to store energy because you're not in that survival mode. True. Right. So naturally you start to just let that flow. And then, yeah, that might be another aspect of why, Hmm. yeah. Why you might be experiencing that too. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love it. That's so cool. Not that I'm not saying that, you know, eating well and exercising isn't important, but it is is nice to know that there are other things that can result in, you know, similar, similar results. Yeah.
1: A hundred percent. (laughs) Definitely.
0: Hope we don't hear that on the video. Wow, that was a little louder, <laughs> That's okay. No <laughs> worries, for sure. Okay, so root chakra, sacral, solar plexus. And your heart. Heart chakra. Heart okay. chakra, yeah.
1: So we're at like the center now of the hearts, or sorry, we're at the center of the chakra pillar, okay. kind of like the, um, the well-known chakra pillar. So this is mm-hmm. kind of our heart center. As we all know, it's the heart that mm-hmm. is the organ that it's a to- uh, associated with. It's also like our physical body, um, like our arms, our shoulders. Um, so if you're experiencing any like shoulder pain or anything like that, that's also kind of associated to the heart. Um, the color is green. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a couple other chakras that are in between there too. Okay. Yeah. So we can kind of touch base on those as well, which I, I kind of end up working with a little bit more so now too, especially in Reiki sessions, but um, but yes, yeah, so the main, this is your self love, your, um, your self worth, um, uh, which is really interesting, I don't know why I felt called to share this, but sometimes too, it really connects with the root chakra because okay. that's our sense of self. Mm. So if from a trauma standpoint we've ever had, um, you know, f- felt rejected or anything like that, it doesn't just affect the heart chakra. It'll affect the root chakra because, mm. oh my goodness, this person isn't accepting who I am. And then you start to question who you are, kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. it's really interesting too. Sometimes with your work, when you're working with the energy of your chakras, or or trauma that you may have experienced, you may be working with more than one chakra at the same time. Okay. Um, but yes. But back to the heart space. That's your yes. That's like kind of that's where all the energy flows through. So if you look at your your Taurus field, so you're, we all have our own ma- electromagnetic field. And it goes, it starts at the heart and the heart is where it kind of comes out and loops back around and then goes down and loop back, loops back around. So it kind of looks like a big donut and the heart is kind of the, at the center of that, that donut for the lack of better term. Okay. So it's, yeah, it, you know, how else to describe it? Like, all I feel like saying is like, it just is, <laughs> I can roll with that, right? <laughs> So yeah, so like, it's also like if you're experiencing
0: grief or guilt or anything like that, that's usually heart chakra related. So, so this is, this is the chakra most women struggle with then, especially as like mom guilt and all of that. Okay. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, definitely with mom
1: guilt, definitely with self-acceptance. Self-acceptance also relates to the lower chakras as well, but the self self self-acceptance always goes hand in hand with self-worth worth, right? Um, that you are worthy of love, that you are worthy of, um, having, so you are worthy of having your needs met and having your needs met is loving yourself. Mm. Right. So like, it's kind of, that's the connection between the heart chakra and the lower chakras as well. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a very, okay. that one is a very popular, I wouldn't say popular, it's not a pop. It's a popular trauma, <laughs> but <laughs> you're right though. It is, it is very much a space that we, um, we interact with a lot, we experience a lot of, and yeah, definitely. Because a lot of things flow through the heart when we experience trauma elsewhere as well. Oh
0: yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I want to stay on topic, and we're going to continue with the chakras, but I want to come back to our our, our donut field. Yeah, donut field. Yeah, for sure. Also known as the auric field. Okay. Yes. Yes. I was like she said a word that I don't recall. Yes. Yes. That. For sure. So yes.
1: Also known as kind of like the yes, the auric field as well. And there's there's so many aspects to that as well,
0: for sure. But I mean, I learn so much every time I talk to you. It's incredible. Likewise. <laughs> okay. So a heart chakra. Yep. And and then what comes after that. Okay, well,
1: I'll give a little bit of like a I'll deviate a little bit. Okay. In, so next technically based on standard standard teachings is the throat chakra. Okay. But in between the throat chakra and the heart chakra is the higher heart chakra. So that's the thymus gland. Um so it is actually unconditional love. So unconditional mm. love for all, unconditional love for self, knowing that it's like that connection to knowing that um everyone is just doing the best they can with what they know and that it's not a reflection of who I am, you know, Mm. that kind of thing too. So it's, it's very much having that compassion and understanding for yourself and the process you're going through and what others may be experiencing as well. So, yeah, so that one's right in between. Um it's associated with the color pink like a light pink color like the okay. color that you're wearing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So and then um so yes, so that's that's kind of in between there. There's more chakras as well and I'll touch base on that after, but um but going back to it, next would be the throat chakra. So that's associated with light blue. This one's, this one's the fun, this is a fun one. Okay. (laughs) For a lot of people. Um, it is your self-expression, your ability to, um, express yourself, who you are, express your intuition, express your creativity. Um, yes, there is the aspect of physically doing with your body, which is in the solar plexus, but to verbally verbally communicate it and to commit to it from a verbal sense is also, Mm. it's like, that's why we have chants and we have affirmations and we say them out loud because the throat chakra is very important for, this is my perception, very, very important, um, on a healing perspective right? Like, so say for example, if you have your, you have your throat chakra, you're saying out loud what you're experiencing Well, you're releasing it from within your body and expressing Mm. it outwardly. So you're no longer holding it within. So it's like, like scream therapy. Okay. Right. So like, if you're like really angry and upset, you sit in your car and you scream and you get it out. Like your throat is physically helping your body heal from some tension or, uh, and, and you're able to express something that, that is being held within. So that's one thing that I really love about the throat chakra is that not only is it self-expression, but it also provides a very healing energy to the rest of your body and the rest of your chakras as well. Mm. Um, very much linked also to the um, sacral chakra because that's our creative center. Mm. So expressing our creativity, a lot of like singers have like a very turned on, like their throat chakra is very very active, and yeah, they're able to express through through their throat their throat chakra. Okay. Yeah. So that one's an interesting one. That one is also in the neck area. And This is kind of like a side note. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Um, this is where we store a lot of our judgments. Oh yeah. So judgments of, um, ourselves more so, uh, usually judgments of ourselves because what we, how we judge ourselves is usually reflected out to how we judge others. So that's another area where we hold. So kind of in association with the throat chakra, but also in the neck area, that's where a lot of that resides as well. Um, because it is very close to the ears and what our relationship with our, our external world. So like, that's when we're getting into like the senses and mm-hmm. how we sense our outside world outs- outside of, you know, physical touch and stuff like that. So
0: yeah, definitely. So, yeah, It does. So like, I know what I'm learning is that there are certain places in my body where I hold tension when I'm frustrated. So I hold it in my glutes a lot Okay, and then I hold it in my jaw. So is that part of my throat chakra? Mm. Yep. That would make a lot of sense for sure.
1: Yeah. Especially if you're feeling like you're, if you're stressed about something, you're feeling that you're not able to express it in the way that it needs to be expressed. Um, then yes, you'll definitely feel it in your jaw. You'll definitely feel it in that, in that whole area. Like it kind okay. of connects to your neck and like your lower jaw area, which is interesting too, because it starts to kind of mix between the throat chakra and the third eye. Okay. Yeah. Cause the third, and then the third eye, I guess I'm kind of diving right into it right away. <laughs> Okay. um but the third eye is your connection to your own intuition mm. and your own truth um and so your own pers- like kind of like in a way of how you perceive the world around you and perceive yourself mm-hmm. so if you're feeling that you're not able to express that then you're going to feel that tension in your jaw and in your face and in your ears and all that that kind of kind of stuff for sure okay yeah there's a strong connection also between the throat chakra and the third eye as hmm. well so yeah definitely
0: that's so interesting yeah yeah It is like I notice it more so and I don't say my affirmations out loud I should but it's usually seven o'clock in the morning I'm trying not to wake my children up <laughs> so I write them and I'll notice when I write certain ones that are maybe newer or that I'm still working through I notice the tension so that's like how I know that that's something that I need to keep working on because my body hasn't like released and accepted that fully yet I love that. So it's like a lot of the ones around money, you know, like money is the root of all good. And like that one specifically is a hard one for me. I don't know. I don't know why, I guess. Anyway, that's a whole different topic. But yeah, so that's something that I've noticed. Now I'm going to ask you just to follow up before I forget. So my glutes. When I hold my attention there, what chakra is that associated with? Root. Is that my root? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's your money money area. Okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, for uh, sure.
0: Right. It's the money maker. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> this depends on who you asked recently my degree, but I was like, I don't know what part of my business that makes money for. <laughs>
1: That's fair. <laughs> Oh dear. Too funny. I love it. Oh my goodness. But I love too, that you mentioned how you, as you're writing your affirmations, you tune into what you're feeling and where you're feeling it in your body. Mm -hmm. That is, that is a huge aspect of healing. Definitely the importance of recognizing what your body, what's physically happening in your body when you're experiencing certain things is when Understanding your chakras becomes super helpful mm. and valuable because yeah, like if you notice you're feeling it in your jaw and feeling it in your, in your neck area or anything like that, or even tension in your neck to your shoulders, mm. yeah, I you know that. that the relationship to it is, oh, okay. So it's very throat chakra based. I need to, I need to express something about this. Mm. Or if it's in your heart chakra, you know that there's some kind of grief or guilt about that regarding that particular experience or even affirmation, affirmation, <laughs> affirmation that you're writing or sorry yes affirmation that you're writing okay um so yeah definitely and then so yeah going into that so the third eye the third eye is also the color like it's an indigo color Mm -hmm. um I don't think I mentioned that before um and of course it's it's pretty straightforward it's it's associated with the health of your eyes but it's also related to the pineal gland which mm. is in um, like a, a portion of your brain, like it's in the center of your, your mind kind of thing. Okay. Um, there's like a, a whole other, like, uh, you know, people could spend hours talking about their, their third eye and their pineal gland and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, um, it's definitely in relation to like your intuition, um, your truth, your perception of the world, um and yeah, kind of how you see things and how you see the world around you for lack of better term. So
0: yeah, so definitely. your th- third eye is located kind of here. Yeah, kind of on the forehead, okay. yeah, for sure. So what would the physical components of that be then? So that's more or less the eyes.
1: Okay. And the the pineal gland and like that kind of area too. Okay. So like if you kind of look like like imagine you're putting a mask on mm-hmm. and it kind of goes, there's actually a portal behind your head as well. Right at like kind of like the base of the um, not but at the top of the spine, kind of like okay. where your spinal cord attaches to, to your spine, I mm-hmm. guess for lack of a better term. There's a portal back there for your third eye. So like this is a really interesting part too. Um, is all of your chakra centers are basically like energetic portals within your body. That energy comes in and energy goes out as well, and vice mm. versa. So it's on the front as well as on the back. So that's why like, if you're ever having an energy session, if you're someone who can't comfortably lay on your back for long periods of time, like I've had a couple clients clients who, who couldn't do that, if you lay on your side, then you can always access the chakras from the back as well.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So it's kind of, that's, that's another aspect of it as well. So yeah, when you think of the location for third eye, it's almost like putting a mask on and then it goes around the back of your head in that same area as well, for sure. So,
0: okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And there's a chakra... Above your head, right? Yes. Before we get to that, though, okay. it's kind of like just above your head slash
1: uh, um slash at the top of your head. Like the crown chakra. Yeah, ah, that's okay. the crown chakra. So I I love this. Uh, my teacher, soul sister, she um, always says there was one particular, um, meditation that she does. And I love this too. She'll say like, okay, we're going to connect with the crown chakra. So bring your hands up and imagine you're putting on your victorious crown. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I love that. I feel like I'm never going to forget that. (laughs) (laughs) So yes. So it's the crown chakra. Um, there's, oh my gosh, I haven't even, I haven't really gotten into any of like, there's different symbols for each so- chakra as well, oh. but without really being able to like draw them, you, <laughs> you know, you can't really see them. But, um, so the crown chakra, you can picture like a lotus flower as well. Um, some, sometimes, there's like an orb at the top of your mm-hmm. head that people picture as well. Um, but that is essentially your connection to source. Um, your connection, your energetic connection to higher knowing. Um, It's really interesting because that's how it directly connects to your um, pineal gland, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's your, your sense of truth. Mm -hmm. So your higher knowing and your higher truth are very like connected in that way. So um, if you say, for example, but some ways that it may be blocked is if you have like a very busy mind or your mind's always wandering and, um, or even just having a lot of stuff on your mind. Sometimes it's kind of like a way of it being blocked mm. uh, um, and overanalyzing like things that, you know, like things that have to make sense and have to be this way. <laughs> a lot of times it blocks your crown chakra because it, it doesn't give opening to, you know, the beauty of, you know, divine timing and what the universe will actually mm. support you with and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's a couple colors associated with the crown chakra. Um, most common is purple there's also gold, um, and like a golden whitish kind of color. Um, I think there's another one as well. Sometimes I think people say pink, but I don't know. That didn't really resonate with me just because the higher heart chakra is pink, but you can also maybe have like that more fuchsia purpley color anyway. True. Um, yeah. So usually when I'm connecting to my crown chakra, I'll take breaths and imagine that my, my, lotus flower on the top of my head is opening with every breath Mm. and then you can kind of picture like a light coming into that flower and kind of like imagine that light traveling down your body so that's kind of like so your chakras are connected also to what is called your pillar of light okay yeah so um there are actual chakras outside of this seven chakra system much like how i mentioned about the the heart chakra yeah Yeah, or sorry yeah yeah higher heart um, so there's also the soul star chakra. there's chakras beyond that as well, so the mm. soul star chakra is about three feet above your head, and that's also another connection to um source, but it's more so connection to like your higher self and your mm. soul and your soul's connection to source and all that kind of stuff. so it's like that it's an etheric connection um, oh gosh, I don't think I did went over the elements for the the solar plexus and the heart or the I don't think so. Any of that? No. Okay. Should I go, should I mention it now or? Yeah. Okay. So, so getting back to like the elemental side of it that I kind of skipped over, um, I'll kind of start from the top and work my way down. Once you get from the crown chakra and above, you're definitely connecting to like that ethereal energy, um, that soul energy. Um, so it's an, it's, it's energy essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, same with your third eye, it's that etheric connection to energy. Um, your throat chakra has kind of like a little bit of an air connection, but also, um, etheric connection and soul connection. And then the heart chakra kind of has a little bit of both as well. Some associate it with the, with air and others associate it with the soul. Um, but usually okay. it's more commonly associated with air. Um, so yeah. Oh, and I don't think I talked about the solar plexus. The solar plexus is fun too, because it's association with fire. Okay. So and you said sacral was water. Water. Yep and root chakra is earth. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Which is kind of fun when you start to really like, say have interesting dreams that, you know, are incorporate certain elements, you can kind Mm -hmm. of tune into which chakra you might be working with. Mm. Or, um, or if you're really tuning into like, you know, being in nature, what aspects of nature are you really connecting with? Sometimes people really like to feel the wind and connect Mm. with the wind. Right. Um, or this time of year, particularly when it starts getting colder, um, Especially for us on the in the northern mm-hmm. hemisphere, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, we start to physically build fires around us because internally it's getting cooler; everything's cooling off. So having that fire around us to keep us warm also ignites the fire within us as well. So, mm. yeah, definitely. So it's kind of the elemental side of it's pretty fun as well. So connecting with the it's fun because you can see the connection between your body, your outside world. And your emotions all kind of at the same time. So, yeah, that's that's one aspect that I really enjoy about understanding the chakras. So,
0: yeah, definitely. Okay. yeah, I think I'm going to ask a question and I don't know if this is going to take us off topic or not, but I was talking to someone the other day and she was saying that she is, um, I think, Aquarius. So very water driven. She feels very called to water. So would her strongest chakra be her sacral chakra then? Is there a connection between your zodiac signs and the chakras? Yes. I would, I personally would say yes. Okay. Um, It's
1: interesting though, because she should look into it a little more. Okay. Because uh, Aquarius is
0: actually an air element. Oh. It's not. Okay. So maybe that's not the right one. Maybe I said the wrong one. That's okay. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> no she's, worries. Like, she's very called to water. So whatever the water sign is.
1: Yeah. So that would definitely, and water is, is yeah. So she may have a lot of qualities if you, if you want to tune into just like the water element in itself, like the creative qu- qualities, the um, emotional side of things, it, it would have to be, oh, I'd have to like look at her chart and see all the other aspects and all the, cause mm. yeah, it kind of goes into astrology a little more, mm. um, from that side of it. So, but from an elemental side, it, yes, like you can have more of a connection to certain elements. Um, and yes, it all kind of comes together in this really cool picture. So yes, uh, when you start going, down the metaphysical path on your healing (laughs) journey, you're like, whoa, (laughs) you're like, whoa, oh my gosh, what are all these things? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. you get the astrology, you get the meditation, you get the Reiki, you get the yoga, you get journaling, you get all these things. And then they come together in like this puzzle of like understanding. And particularly with astrology, I I find it a lot of fun to do as well. Because Mm -hmm. if you look at my chart, my chart is mostly air and earth. Okay. Yeah. And
0: I could see that. Yeah. Okay. I see the earth piece at least.
1: Right. Yeah. But it's really interesting because if I do, cause you can do an actual like Ayurvedic analysis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I did like one, you can do it, do one online. It's not as accurate as actually going to someone who practices it. Mm-hmm. But when I did that, I was uh PETA energy and PETA is fire. Oh. And I'm like, well, I don't know. And mm-hmm. then I spoke to a friend of mine uh, who who practices, and she was saying, well, there's a kafta side of it, which is the water side of it. And I'm like, mm. okay, that makes more sense because it's like, okay, well, your emotions fuel your fire. And I'm like, oh. Mm. Okay. Yep. yep. <laughs> it makes sense now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For Fair. sure.
0: Yeah. So definitely. So, so what would correspond with Gemini? I'm a June baby. Ah,
1: uh, Gemini's air. Okay. Yeah. It's an air energy. um. It's definitely, so I have a lot of Gemini in my chart too. Um, so depending on the planets outside of just Gemini, so your son's in Gemini and I am, so don't quote me on this. Cause I am in no way, I, I in no way identify as an astrologer. <laughs> so <laughs> this is just off the top of my head yeah. with like the little bit of information that I do know. So mm-hmm. like Gemini is kind of like, so Gemini is known as the twins. Mm-hmm. So, um, which I don't know if this makes a lot of sense for you, but it's like kind of associated with a little bit of an indecisiveness, mm. um, as well, because you have like two sides mm-hmm that makes you know what i mean that are always kind of pulling at you for Mm -hmm. for making decisions um gemini gemini's home planet is mercury which is the planet of like communication and um which is interesting too because i'm really starting to like tune into how different planets may also relate to different chakras and for me i would assume that Mercury would be associated with the throat chakra because it's related to communication and related to expression and related to travel and like technology and all those kind of things. Um, so it's really interesting too, that you, you know, your social media and marketing mm-hmm. and, and manager. So like it makes it's communications. You're su- supporting people in communications, which makes perfect sense <laughs> from a Gemini standpoint. So okay.
0: yeah, definitely. Huh? Yeah. So much to learn. I feel like I'm trying to put all of these puzzle pieces together, like episode by episode. Yeah. As <laughs> I talk to different people and I'm like, can someone just give me the freaking picture? What am I building? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's all good. It's all helping, but I I'm just like, I'm so confused, but I'm learning. And like one at a time, the pieces are going together. <laughs> yes. And
1: like, especially with when you start getting into the metaphysical stuff, you're always learning something. There's always another, and this is a, a thing to keep in mind too. There's always another thing to learn. There's always something else that comes up where it's like, True. oh, I didn't know that. But then if you circle back to it, in essence, a lot of it ends up being, has, has a similar message. Mm-hmm. Or you can relate to it in a similar way. Mm-hmm. And then just focusing more so on how you relate to it versus what the information is is what's more important anyway. So um yeah, take your time with it. You've got you got plenty of time. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. For yeah. sure. So and it kind of helps like from from my perspective, like well, that's part of my business. So it's easy for me to spend a boatload of time it's on it. True.
0: That's true. <laughs> right? For sure. So yeah, definitely. So speaking of the chakras, kind of coming back to what we were talking about, you said that there were some that you didn't mention in the seven. Yes. So what are they and where are they? Yes. So
1: the ones that I have already mentioned outside of the seven traditional ones is the higher heart, the mm-hmm. soul star. Okay. Um, there's a boatload that go above, um, but then there's also chakras in your palms. Okay, and the palm of your hands. There's also chakras in your feet, in your knees.
0: Um, I was wondering, I was like, there's a very large gap from the root down here and the other chakras seem very close together. Yes, (laughs) yes, definitely. So um, there's also the
1: earth star chakra, which is very strongly connected to your root chakra, but the earth star chakra is your connection to earth and to mother earth and like that grounding energy as well. So like there's chakras in your ankles, there's chakras in your feet as well. Um, They don't have like... I'm I'm personally not aware of the mm-hmm. fancy names or more traditional names for them. Actually, I'm not even technically saying the traditional names. Like <laughs> even for root chakra it's uh, no no heart is mulahart mulahara or something like that that's the actual traditional name for it no one's
0: gonna remember that right i know
1: it's the sanskrit name and like even so like even when i teach yoga classes i'm like i barely use sanskrit because it's i'm not coming here to show my wisdom in sanskrit i'm here to tell you the information that is relatable right hmm So, so anyway, so short story long, yes, there's the root chakra or sorry, there's the, um, earth star chakra. And then there's more chakras that actually go below that too. Okay. So uh, at the end of the day, one thing that you can ultimately picture is your pillar of light. So within your pillar of light, basically your chakras, your chakras are all within your pillar. And it goes right from like, if you want to just talk about the body or we'll talk about the soul star chakra, the three feet above it goes directly up to source. And it's like a tube of light that comes on. This is how I picture it. A uh, tube of light that comes all the way down, basically surrounds each chakra, goes through the body down, sorry, down towards the ankles and the feet. And then the knees, sorry, knees, feet, and ankles. <laughs> Anatomically does not make sense. <laughs> um, down to the earth chakra, and then goes all the way down to the center of the earth where you ground the energy. So okay. yeah, definitely. So that's like the, then we start getting into like the torque field and the aura and all that kind of stuff associated with it as well. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the pillar of light is like the beam of light that comes through your body, connecting all your chakras. And then the toric field or auric field is the, basically your energy field. Um, it's like your electromagnetic energy that surrounds you mm-hmm. and your connection. So like sometimes if you can sense someone else's energy. Um, or you get close enough to someone and you can kind of like tune into their energy mm-hmm. or you feel something like, uh, I don't know. Or like some, that person feels like they're hurting or that person feels really happy today. Like they look really happy. It's not just the physical seeing what they're doing that you're tuning into. Sometimes it's like the actual energy that you can feel too. Right. Mm. So that's the connection to their auric field or toric field. So yeah,
0: definitely. If that makes okay. It, yeah. If that makes any sense. It does. Sure. And I feel like there are certain times where I'll get together with people and like, I don't know. I'm going to say we click really well. It's probably like an energy sensing. I feel like the two of us do this a lot. We get together (laughs) and we're just like, yes, let's go. What can we do? Yes, we definitely. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely fuel each other. I love it (laughs) for sure. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. All right. I'm going to ask one more question and then I think we need to be kind of cautious of the time. But yes, I do a lot of I don't do it a lot, but like once a week, I'll usually try and play with my cards. And in the books, uh, one specifically, I think it's the work Your Light deck. Okay, You're supposed to like open your energetic field, right? And she's saying um, hands on heart, I think. And you're supposed to like picture a rose blooming. So is the rose the symbol of the heart chakra then? Um, It is definitely associated to the heart chakra. Okay. It's- um... I was like, yes. it's just a nice metaphor maybe, but then you're mentioning that all the chakras have symbols. So I thought I'd ask. You know what? I would love
1: to look up and I would be interested in understanding is the different flowers Ooh. in association with different chakras. Okay. Because if you think of a lotus flower, you immediately yeah. yeah 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 immediately go. And I could definitely imagine, but I could imagine the rose in two spots. Like I could imagine a connection between definitely at the heart chakra, but mm-hmm. also at the root chakra as well. Cause it's usually a very passionate type flower that you connect with. Mm -hmm. And like, but again, I would have to totally like, right. (laughs) Yep. That's fair. fair. It's another one of those things that I'd have like symbolism of different plants and so on and so forth. Right. You totally Mm -hmm. can go down a whole other rabbit hole with that too. But yes, Mm -hmm. definitely. I could picture, definitely picture the heart, um, the heart being the, like a rose, And yes, it's fun to kind of picture a blossoming with every Mm -hmm. breath. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful visualization.
0: Okay. Yeah. We have. Oh yeah,
1: we definitely do. It's um, not even quarter two
0: yet. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, So we talked about this a little bit earlier when we were talking about some of the chakras, but for those people that are listening as business owners, what are the popular places they have blocks? What would they be feeling and kind of how can they work through some of that?
1: That is a really good question. So everyone's going to have, just like with everything, everyone's going to have different blocks and different spaces Mm -hmm. for different reasons with different things. Um, so it kind of depends on what that block is. Um,
0: I I would say money is a popular block for most entrepreneurs, right? Yeah,
1: That's exactly where I was going to go with that. Yeah. So money, I would definitely say that's when you're starting to tune into your relationship with money, tune into your your root chakra your um sacral chakra actually all of your lower chakras with your heart i would say connecting with those because money is a very although it's turning more digital it is a very physical thing and mm-hmm. it's a currency in this in this current space mm-hmm. so i mean it is energy right it right? is energy right exactly so that is our our physical way sorry, excuse me, our physical way to perceive an energetic exchange mm-hmm. in, in our current, um, uh, collective. Mm-hmm. So the, it's very lower chakra based because it's physical. It has a, a physical appearance. It has a, um, like a physical tie to it. I know if I have this, I can buy this, or mm-hmm. I know if I have this, I can get this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's more or less really tuning into, and this is, you know, kind of also what I'm working through as well, Mm -hmm. um, is your association with the money and what it does for you. Mm. Um, so you put it into more of a doing like it's serving you. Okay. Um, money is here for me to support me on my journey. Um, and with it, I am able to share my gifts. I am able to grow. I'm able to expand and I'm able to help others. So, so yeah, so that's, that's what I would definitely.
0: That's what I mean. It is mayhem upstairs. If you guys can hear that, I apologize.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. For sure. I love it. Um, So yeah, so I I would definitely, so again, connect with the lower chakras at that. That'd be very grounding energy, really connect with the physical earth, understand your relationship with the world around you, your perception of physical things. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we get overindulgent and like, I need to have this thing in order to validate Mm -hmm. what I, you know, not necessarily who. I am, but that I do, what I do is a value. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So just really understanding that and what the true need of it is, um, and where it serves you. Um, that is definitely something that I would recommend from that standpoint. If you're getting into like other business aspects, like creativity, we kind of touch base on that. So like, that's very sacral energy and, Mm -hmm. and throat chakra energy. So, um, feeling comfortable to express, what brings you joy and creative inspiration too? Mm. um, connecting with things that bring you like that you are naturally creative with outside of your business will support inside of your business. Right. Um, for sure. And then same with like that, that, Uh, solar plexus chakra, that's your physical doing, that's your confidence, that's your joy that so connecting with your joy will bring you more creativity Mm -hmm. and and give you more confidence in your sense of self and Mm -hmm. all those things. So um, I would definitely say from an entrepreneurial standpoint, really understanding your relationship with the world around you um, is also going to bring you to your relationship with yourself as well because the two are so interconnected. I know Mm -hmm. that kind of sounds a little cryptic (laughs) Um, (laughs) because
0: it's kind of hard to pick just one. And then, Mm -hmm. and then um, I was going to say one of the biggest things that I hear entrepreneurs tell me is, well, and I mean, I work in the realm of social media, but they don't know how to communicate what they do and what they offer to people, which I think is throat chakra. Yes. Okay. Yep. Definitely throat chakra
1: because there's If that's the case, they don't know how to communicate it. They're focusing too much on what other people want to see. Mm. Yeah. Like, right. Because it's like, well, how can I, how can I share what I, what I want to share so that other people will tune into it is usually where it starts to kind of like become a bit of Mm -hmm. a block because then there's more focus on what other people are going to perceive of what you're sharing versus just sharing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, especially, and I think too, like sometimes you've said this too, sometimes just the act of sharing something you're passionate about and having that energetic passion behind it sometimes connects better with people than having the polished, like I spent the time and I know this is going to do what it's supposed to do because (laughs) this has worked over here and all that kind of, and then you end up investing like hours and hours of energy onto that particular item or whatever it is. And then it doesn't end up giving you the feedback. And then it, it, but then it also feeds that insecurity of like, Oh, well, I worked so hard on this, but I didn't get the response I was hoping for. Like the time I put into it, I didn't get the feedback back from an energetic standpoint. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, and then you'll post something random and be like, fuck it. I don't care. Like, I'm just going to post this because yep. I, ne- I want to post something and I feel passionate about this. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, Whoa, yeah.
0: And then you're like, Oh, it's okay. Never the things that are directly related to what you do in your business. That's the thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> This is true for
1: sure, but it's, it's nice. It's a nice, it's a nice way to connect with people too. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Which is important, so yes, but I, it's, it's a tough balance, but it's that balance between, okay, you also don't want to be oversharing all the time and being like, okay, I'm constantly expressing all this and like, and then people will eventually be like, okay, okay. We get it, you know what I mean? Like Mm on to the next thing. So so yeah, so it's it's definitely good to have the balance. And that's how you keep the chakras balanced as well, is Mm -hmm. having that that understanding of when that polished stuff supports you expressing yourself Mm -hmm. versus focusing too much on one or the other. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I don't know if that kind of kinda makes sense at the same time from that if that answers your question, kind of.
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Did you have anything else that you kind of wanted to say? I feel like we could... Maybe do a bit of a wrap up here. Maybe we do a card pull before the end of our... We can do a card
1: pull, yeah. pull if you want. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, because I don't think I have um,
0: really m- much else to say. See, we covered a lot. My mind yeah. is like blown a little bit. Yeah. This. It was like, <laughs> I need some time to process. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Well, okay.
1: One thing that I will mention will help is I'm going to start a little mini chakra series. Oh. Yeah. So on my Instagram, specifically on my Instagram, I might share some stuff over to Facebook, but... Um, Uh, I'm going to start sharing a chakra series so each week I plan on focusing on just one chakra and going through all the things like basically what you know what color how it works the energy the the emotions and the the
0: yoga poses the activities yeah Yeah. so like more details of that kind of more details of each and thing. they can find you on instagram at you're gonna have to spell it oh okay that's okay <laughs> niyama so n-i-y-a-m-a
1: dot love dot ko
0: okay yeah yeah so i'll link it in the show notes too but <laughs> i know what you mean it's, it's one of those things so we'll do a quick card
1: pull so we'll tune into the energy now but also okay it's that one <laughs> i so i feel like that's the energy now okay okay we're just gonna leave that there for a second and literally like just flew right out i love this deck that always happens with this deck it's like the card will fly uh,
0: like out of literally like i, I think i mentioned this mm-hmm. and that's for the future and for those of you guys watching or listening rather and can't see we're using the oracle of the seven energies deck yes
1: okay so the first one is <laughs> that makes perfect sense The land between. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) For sure. This is very much like we're in that incubation, not incubation state. Yeah. Incubation stage where like we've experienced the past. We know the past. We, we are learning from it in order to cross the bridge over to our future selves. So it's kind of like. It's kind of like that void energy. It's very much in alignment with the season right now. We're getting into that winter time where it's very like um, introspective and Mm -hmm. that makes that's hilarious. That makes absolute
0: perfect sense. And I feel like anyone listening to this episode is in the in-between now. They can no longer go back to where they were of not knowing and they need to digest and move forward. (laughs) Right? Exactly.
1: This is true for sure. So it says learning to be okay while at the threshold of what was and what will be a time of waiting and evolving. Gray areas, something essential is still yet in development and it's like a metamorphosis energy. There we go. I, I love, love that. Oh, this one's so sweet. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Imperfect harmony. Oh, that's cute. I love that. Okay. And it's it's in a, like the number of the card is 11 as well. So it's a very like new beginning energy as well. And it's very, so if you can't see the card, I can show it on the video. I don't think I showed the other one, but this one has a trumpet on it and it's got like some pinks and purples, but like a golden trumpet. Well, brass, obviously we know this, but it's a golden (laughs) color. Um, And it's very, so yeah, imperfect harmony. I love that. So it's togetherness healthy and harmonious partnerships, commitment to a relationship, collaboration with others, and interdependence. I absolutely Ooh. love this. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of people have been really, not necessarily staying away from others, but really like needing to set boundaries to really reconnect within. Mm-hmm. And I we're getting into a phase now where we're starting to branch out more and collaborate more with others and really learn, not learn from others, but understand what others are mirroring back to us. Mm. to learn from so but it's it's beautiful because it's a beautiful card it's in perfect harmony Mm -hmm. and we've got 11 it's new beginnings that's a pretty good that's a really nice direction to be going in for the next couple phase for the next phase i feel like
0: it fits well too because like we're coming up on i don't know when this episode's going up but we're coming up on christmas in the new year which is like usually a new beginning for a lot of people
1: (sighs) yep i love it for sure And this one is into me, I see. Mm. So this is good because exactly what I mentioned, by collaborating with others, you're going to see more expansion inward to really learn and connect with who you are and having those other people mirror things back to you. Into me, I see. I love that. That is so cool. So yeah, those are kind of, that's a really good message. I like that. That's an
0: expansive message
1: Mm -hmm.
0: for sure. So I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us again, Courtney. Like I said, I always learn so much from you when you are on (laughs) and I hope you guys enjoy our conversations and that you guys can take some things away for yourself personally or your business as well. And as always, you're welcome to connect with us on social media and let us know if you have any questions or anything came up for you during this episode. Uh, and we, either of us would be happy to, to chat about it. So thank you guys so much. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to go get great. I hope you found some useful tips and tricks that can help you make life and business work together. If what I said resonates with you, please share it on social media and don't forget to tag at Brittany Miller socials so that I can celebrate you for taking those first steps towards achieving greatness. Remember, success doesn't happen overnight. It takes dedication, hard work, and a lot of spirit. So don't be afraid to dream big and go after what you want. Keep striving for greatness. You get closer with every step forward, no matter how small they may seem. Until next time, go get great.